Hey, well, welcome everybody to the newly renamed, rebranded Rodcast. Hey, this everybody. Podcast talking with Pastor Rod about Bible, leadership, life. And so, um, how you doing, Pastor Rod? I'm doing great. Excited to answer questions of some, yeah. some great people there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to try out this new style for a while. We're basically we're allowing you, the listeners, um, to submit your questions you have for Pastor Rod. There's a link available if you're listening on podcast. Check out the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, check out the description there. Um, and so we got some questions from some of our listeners today, Pastor Rod. We're going to mm-hmm. jump into. Um, sure, let's so go. Yeah, here we go. First one. Um, the question is: How can I make good, fast decisions without delaying or overthinking? Well, decision making is such a big area. Um, I think there's a big decision, big difference between small decisions and big decisions. And I, I've always been taught or, and think that small decisions need to be made fast, and big decisions need to be made over a process. So, small decisions. If people are still stuck on small decisions, uh, they need to work uh, with a team or with some principles from the Bible or from their company. Uh, there needs to be a framework for small decisions. I think if small decisions are in the area of shopping or uh, whatever, I, I just think you need to make it quickly. I think l- there are too many big decisions to make to worry about very small decisions. However, some small decisions do lead to larger decisions. And if it's in the area of morality or right and wrong, we need to eliminate small, bad decisions. So we can put that on a shelf because I think the question's not about small decisions. I think it's going to be about the larger decisions, making quick decisions on larger decisions. I think the only way to do that is to walk with God every day and to journal and to write down, get some theme scriptures for your life and for your marriage, um, get a framework, discovery of who you are. This is big stuff. This is, this is lifetime. This is journey stuff. So that when a decision comes, you have a framework for bigger decisions. Um, you know, medium-sized decisions, where do, where do we live or uh, larger purchases or job change. They're, they're sort of medium decisions. They're important. Um, should be a framework um, for that. Obviously, if you're married, your husband and wife, unity and togetherness, uh, what would God want? What do I read in the Word? So even the medium decisions need process. And then there's a very big decisions, which is about, you know, big life choices, getting married and um, what your life, ministry, job is going to be, the, the bigger destiny decisions comes from the medium decisions and the small decisions. So it's process. It's like three levels of mountains. Small decisions make them faster, fast but moral, good decisions. Medium decisions, we're in a process. And big ones, it's a process through. And I've discovered that if we do that, the bigger decisions can be made quicker, which is what the question is. So it's sort of like um, buying a house. Um, Viv, Viv and I have um, bought a few ho- and sold a few homes in our time, nothing to do with the church, just personally. Um, my mother was a real estate agent. I was never a real estate agent. Um, but watching her, I realized there are principles of real estate, and one of them is location, location, location. And another one, of course, is you've got to repay. Um, but I think with when you see a piece of real estate that you want to buy, have you done the homework is the question anyone is going to ask you. Is it the right location, the right price? Do you have the money? This is a big decision. 
And if you get um, surprised by one of those questions, you haven't done your homework. And I think that, um, I mean, some people might make a quick decision and make a win out of that, but I think a lot of people will not. So there's a process in the big decisions. There is a process. The process is wisdom, godly wisdom, the word of God, unity in marriage, um, godly counsel from people that you, you admire and trust in that area. So if you have all that in place, you can make a fast decision quicker. Um, I just think that's, that's basic wisdom in decision-making. Now, there are some exceptions, and they're big exceptions. One of them is just an intervention from God. Um, I mean, our, our decision to come to Japan all those years ago was an intervention of God, a dream. God gave Viv a dream or a vision, actually, of a big wave, which she described as a tsunami wave uh, of God's love and grace. And we had, we had to work out what did that mean. And over time, it was Japan, tsunami being a Japanese word. But there was an intervention. God can intervene. With the Apostle Paul, he was against God, and then there was a, a vision of Jesus. There can be an intervention from a, a specific word of God or in a, in, a, in a meeting, a prophetic word. And I don't mean a, a prophetic word should be the whole thing, but there can be an intervention. We're reading at the moment in, um, in the word of God at Christmas time, or we have been at Christmas time about you know, Joseph's dream and, 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 and Mary having a vision and huge interventions. I yeah. think we should be open to that. I think we should be excited about the possibility of an intervention. But if we don't, and most days we don't, we have to work on framework and process and journaling, which is something we, we always talk about. Love it. Um, yeah, the framework I think is really important. And, and that's almost, you could always say that's like the, the clearer your vision is, like the more you know your vision and with inside that vision yeah. it's much easier and quicker and should be faster to make decisions is, is that is that right yeah absolutely I, I think we need to stay in our area we can bring up some other words our, our passion and gift areas um, I've had lots of opportunities um, for things in life as most people have I don't think that's unusual um, over time um, and there's some things we just said no like straight up just it's no and they were good options. I'm not talking mm. about good and bad options. I, as, a, as a believer and as a leader, as a growing leader, you should have eliminated the bad options because that's just, that's just disaster. That's calamity. Um, but now we're talking about good and good or good and better. And, um, and you don't always take the best looking one. You've got to take it to prayer. Um, but, I, but I do think that the framework is something we're building in for – some decisions to be fast. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Any other questions about the framework? We could talk, dig into that because it's something we've built in our lives. Mm. That we're not even going to look at this. We're not even going to look at that, even though they're good options. Yeah. Because we're actually following gift and passion and what God has already said. Yeah. So would you say within, within your framework, within your vision, um, taking action is always better than doing nothing? No, I wouldn't say that. Some, <laughs> um, when in doubt, what do you do? When in doubt, don't. When in doubt, jump. I, I think I would rather wait. Mm. Doubt's a bad word in this discussion. I don't mean doubt as in doubt God, but um, unsure. Mm. Um, 
No, I, I think sometimes people jump from the frying pan into the fire. Um, <laughs> I've seen people go from a, a bad job to a worse job mm. or a bad relationship to a worse relationship um, or a bad option to a worse option because they jumped. There was, there was a, a I, I've got to make a decision. In fact, someone mm. once made a very, very bad decision and I was talking to them and they said it was the rush I had. I had a rush. And, and, I, and I think that's, that's not a great place to make a decision. If we can go back to real estate um, or sales, um, the worst thing you can do is make a decision because someone said you'll miss out. Mm. Um, you'll miss out on this house. You'll miss out on this option. Uh, we call it FOMO today, fear of missing out. And I think mm. people do make bad decisions because someone else had an opportunity and I should have that opportunity rather than seeking God for myself. So, no, I would not say... You've got to make a decision. I think sometimes you just stop and and you pray and you wait. And I think there's lots of biblical examples of that. Um, when Moses was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt and they came to the Red Sea, they stopped. They had to stop. Uh, and then they realized people were behind them. And and God actually said, they sought the Lord and God said, you've got to go ahead. You've got to, you've got to. And, and so stop, seek the Lord. And in that case, it was a jump forward. Huge parting of the Red Sea, um, but it was after prayer uh, and, and and vision and and what God had already said. You're going to go into that land, and and there was there was a lot of process, there was a lot of framework, but He still stopped and sought the Lord. And I just think uh, large decisions you need to spend that time um, seeking God. Now, there's always going to be exceptions. I, I keep thinking of exceptions as I'm saying. Yeah, things. of course. Sure. <laughs> I, I've been in, I've been in dangerous situations where I needed to make a fast decision, and it was life changing or life life um, threatening. I've been in a few countries where I just had to Holy Spirit lead me, and every time I lived, here I am, <laughs> or I I survived, or it was the right decision. So, but I'm I'm walking with God and if a decision needs to be made like that which is life threatening or affects another life or another person we do have to make fast decisions mm. so there's always going to be exceptions but you can't build your life on exceptions you've got mm. to build your life on the daily routine um which some people think is boring but I don't I don't think that at all I think we're every mm. day is an opportunity to to do something great but we're in God's process. Love it. Um, so we'll move on to our next question. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. We could, we could probably do talk yeah. all day about decision making. Um, but here's a question that I, I'm really excited to hear the answer for because this is exactly the season of life I'm in. Um, how did you and Pastor Viv manage your time you know if you're working serving in the church marriage especially in the season when you had young children you've got a uh, very strong young men children now but uh, when you had when they were little babies or young children um yeah. it can be challenging um so how did you and pastor yeah. Viv walk well, out that, that season that, that question could come from you i won't ask but it could have come from you because that's your <laughs> season um, a lot it wasn't, of our, but I, I, I chose it straight away. <laughs> a lot of our young pastors and leaders have small children right now. And mm. um, so we, we do get this question quite a lot, and we should, because it's a big, a big issue today. Um, 
how do you manage all that? Well, one, you need to, to maintain yourself as a leader or as a person, yeah. a, a wife, a husband, a, a person in the family. You need to maintain your own um, Christian life or what's a better word, spirit-filled life. Um, so if I'm living my life with small children and I'm out of order, I'm out of control, it's not going to be, I'm not going to help anybody. So I need to maintain my life and, and, and Viv did as well, had to maintain her life. So we made sure that we got time alone with God every day, journaling, praying, keeping a clean heart towards each other and, and towards whatever. Um, so that means a certain amount of time. Now, it may not be a lot of time. You know, I, I talk to young couples right now and um, that they only have short time in the morning, like five, ten minutes, and I, have, I say to them, that's enough. Like, maintain your soul. It doesn't have to be a long time. Just an agreed time with your husband, wife, that I need this time. I need this time and to honor that time. Um, and, and Viv and I um, usually uh, read the Bible at different times of the day. So we, 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 we took care of the child uh, for a season at that time. Um, at that time, when we had small children, Viv uh, helped in the in the the, the small kids, the, the baby's room. Um, she, she she was always a leader with kids, but so she just that was just a natural thing to to help and and to help mums. And she's since written a book on parenting. Uh, we wrote it together, but it really is her book and um, helping people at different age 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 stages. And I, anyone interested in this, maybe we can put a link somewhere here. Yeah, uh, to our to our book on parenting, because it talks about parenting at different ages, the babies and the twos and the fours. Um, but uh, she was always involved in church in that age group and grew with it and became the leader of those groups. Um, she just loved that. Now, some women don't. They'll go to church and they don't want to do that. That's fine. Um, but you're asking us what we did. We were involved in our kids. Um, we always brought our kids to church. Um, we always brought them what they, not what they wanted. They probably wanted, wanted ice cream, but we brought them um, coloring books or Lego. Um, they sat under the chair where we were and um, they were well-behaved because, we, you know, they, they were well-behaved. We made sure of that. Um, we had some good discipline uh, principles and our boys were very different. So the discipline was very, very different. We can maybe, we can maybe wheel back to that. For different children, um, but I but I think that we had a we had strategy. We had strategy when we went out to the shops. We didn't go out to the to dinner very much because mm. um, our firstborn Monty was very active and was always running around the restaurant. Um, I understand. We we, <laughs> we we ate at home more during that season. We um, uh, obviously made the the house safe. I'm just trying to be very practical here. Mm. Um, we, and here's a big one, you know, um, when we, when we had a firstborn, we, I was a pastor already, um, at that time. Um, and all day I, I was working with people and, um, you know, I was doing some counseling, which, um, didn't really energize me. I had to do it and I believe it was fine, but I got home tired and, and this is a really big I, I give this illustration all the time. I got home tired and I was, t I was tired for my wife. So I walk in the door, she spent time with the kids. She wanted me to take care of the kids and I was tired and I was grumpy. 
And I remember I walked in and she one day and she said, um, well, let's have a cup of tea. And I, I said something negative like, oh, it's, you know, it's been a hard day. And she just got up, walked into the room and just closed the door. She didn't bang the door, but she just closed it. And, um, and I said, what are you doing? And she, she didn't answer. I walked in and she said, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for you to come home and you, you come home and do that. That's not nice. And I, mm. wow, <laughs> what a wife. Um, and I read the scripture, which I still use to this day, which is in Psalm 100. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his courts with praise. So God spoke to me and said, you're, you're, you're like, when you come home, you're going to set the environment. Um, so Viv, her love language is a cup of tea. <laughs> um, so that has to be the first thing. And then the second thing is you have to take care of the kids and play with them, which I, I did enjoy. Um, but it was that first coming in the house, my, my first, what am I going to unload on my family? Am I going to unload my, my grumpiness? Or am I going to enter his gates? And I, I saw the front door as a gate. I opened it with the key. I said, every time I open with a key, it's a gate. Enter his mm. gates with thanksgiving in my heart. And so I came in and say, hi, honey. How are you? How was your day? And, and she wants to know a little bit about my day. And yeah, did this and that. And let's have a cup of tea. And it just, it was huge, huge shift. And, and so just realizing her day was very different than my day. Mm. And um, I had to interact very fast to add value to her and to the kids when I first saw her. And that's all she really wanted. Like she just lapped first 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then it was my time to take care of the kids, which I was so glad that I'm, I'm old, but video games had just started on computers. You know, the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank goodness for video games on computers because there's Monty here and then later we had Richie here and uh, my my you know time with the kids in the evening was games and we played Lego and Backyard and we had a dog and you know we just we were, we were a family but and then I might do something at night I might have had a, a small group at night or so that's not the rest of the night necessarily but it's definitely that first 20 minutes to an hour of giving value so this is a lifestyle thing I'm talking about. I think people have to build in lifestyle things that are, are repeatable. In other words, you can do it over and over. If you say to the kids, let's go to Disneyland after three months of not seeing them, that's nice. But the kids want would rather have you every day for 20 minutes than Disneyland mm. once every three months. And I think that if you can do both is the best But yeah. um, and great holidays. But um, every day, just a little bit of sowing into your kids, into prayer, praying and, 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 and being together um, helps your wife um, feel that she's really valued and what she does is valuable. Now, if the wife is working and the child is in daycare, that's another um, mm. area where she has to also bond with her children at night. And of course she does and you do too. But that's a lifestyle that's increasing around the world, the, the whole thing of going back to work very fast. And that's a choice each family must make. And we have no moral judgment on that at all. Um, it's just the question is, um, how do you do that? Mm. Are, you, are you both involved in that? Are you both involved in, um, in parenting the child? 
so there's a lot of stuff there I brought up, a lot of practical things, a lot of stories from our life. Um, and, of course, children are so different. Mm. So one child is very happy to sit in the corner and read a book and the other one wants your time 100%. So you've got to work this out with your husband and wife. And if you're a single parent, well, that's another, another whole world um, that we would love to, you know, l- love our single parents and pray for them. Um, but wow, what a, what a big question. Hey, this is really, yep. uh, you've got to negotiate, communicate, forgive, mm. grow, learn, and above all, spend that time with God. You've got to be right to bring good stuff. Love it. So much good stuff there. <laughs> so would you, uh, we've found with me and Naomi, the most important thing for us is that we stay in agreement that we know right. what we're doing, what we're not doing, yeah. when we're doing things, we communicate well, and and we and then if we find in different seasons, it's that will change. And and so we've found is when we stop communicating, and then we start realizing we're kind of missing missing the mark for each other. That's when kind of issues start to come up. But when we're yeah. staying in good communication, is that is that would that be the same for you guys? Totally, absolutely, and that means we must have our personal chats as well when the kids are in bed or in the morning, whatever, if you're morning or night people. Um, Viv and I have always had, you know, pillow talk. We just, we pray together. We hold hands and pray before we sleep. Not a long time, probably a couple of minutes each we pray over the big things. Mm. Um, we, we pray a lot, but not a lot together. And, and so, but we talk a lot together from our prayer time, from our time with God. Um, so, yeah, I think communication of this and, and, and having the courage to say, I need you to do more or I need you to do yeah. this or this is not working, the courage to bring that up and maybe not just before sleep, but um, we need yeah. that time. <laughs> and I, I, I know a lot of couples have the date night and the date night's supposed to be romantic, but if you're trying for romance but there's a lot of issues, it's not going to be very romantic. <laughs> sure. So maybe date nights are discussion <laughs> nights about the kids and about what do we do mm. and how do we solve this? And that is romantic. That is really being real. Um, but if it's not a date night, maybe it's a um, Viv and I to this day, you know, spend some time walking around our suburb, maybe once mm. a week or whatever. I, 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 I ride my bike every day. She walks every day, but maybe once a week we'll go for a, a cup of tea. Mm. at Starbucks and a walk around the suburb and just slow it down and we're talking and and uh, when the kids were small that was often talking about the little kids now if if the kids are very small they're not they're not on their own they're with us um but then we might be in a park or a playing area um petting zoo whatever but communication and and happy communication that we want to solve this so, you know, reading books and getting our parenting book. Again, let me, let me do a plug because mm. uh, just last, last Sunday I was in one of our campuses and a young mum came up to me with a husband and just said, thank you so much for that parenting book. It solved so many questions all at once. Thank you. Mm. So I think we need that. I know um, Viv read books and showed me books. Um, so this is this communication thing, sharing information. Um, when, when the kids have got a trouble, um, praying together. Um, if we've got a trouble with parenting this particular child or what do we do, praying together, talking. Yeah, totally, Lewis. We've got to communicate. And that takes time. 
and it actually takes downtime. Like you can't just do that um, when at the end of the day. Like, look, hi, honey, I'm home. I hope the kid's got a problem. It, it's it's we need the downtime and the replenishing to mm. have good good solutions. I think mm. you know, I come home and the, and the wife says, "Here, I've had them all day. They're yours." You know, um, we need to understand that moment. It's real. <laughs> the problem is real. Um, and understanding each other's world and her world yeah. being with a little child that can't speak English or speak Japanese. And she wants words. She's got words. And so you've got to mm. understand communication is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. So much good stuff in there. Um, so I think we'll leave it here for this episode, Pastor Ron. Um, but just any, any closing thoughts, uh, anything just uh, bugging your brain. You want to get out before we finish this? Yeah, yeah. The the issue we kept talking about a little bit there was personal um, goodness from God. Mm. I just think you need to, uh, it, especially in this pandemic time and and whatever we're facing, you need that daily time with God to forgive, um, unload, um, relax, get mm. God's word, because I need to be the best person I can be for big decisions and for my growing family. Hundred percent. Yeah. Love it. Cool. We just pray for us as we finish. Yeah. Lord, I pray that as we make decisions and as many people here do have um, growing families, I'm praying for your wisdom, your Holy Spirit presence, power, and that we would also be disciplined to get that time with you, to read your word, to forgive, to release, to relax, to replenish. And so we come out and we're in a good state of mind to to do those things you've called us to do. I pray for everyone to just have a little habit of spending that time with you, journaling, just that little bit of time with you. And I pray for people would come back to that if they've given that up and realize how easy it is to come back to you and to ask for your help. I pray for your blessing on everyone listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Pastor Rod. And if you guys have a question, make sure you let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.